Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Strong for Everyday podcast with me, Fumi Olatoye. In today's episode, I'm talking to Rebecca Powell, who is a mum of three, a certified health coach and a personal trainer. Now, sometimes you think that when you have those titles, that this person has always been into health and fitness, but not with Rebecca. She tells us about her upbringing and how eventually, after her second pregnancy, she found her way into the gym, hiring a personal trainer, and finally finding the courage to actually say, the way I'm living my life is not how I want to carry on living. How she began her journey into exploring the different foods that actually work for her, enjoying how to eat healthily, and loving weight training in the gym. She talks about how she helps other mums to also get on this journey and really take the time out for themselves to care for themselves in a holistic way. We also discuss how she kept her sanity during lockdown. This was recorded a few months ago. So we talk about how she coped with not being able to go to the gym, how she was able to fit in her workouts and also find time for herself whilst being at home with her three kids and husband. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And if you do, then I would really appreciate a review in the iTunes store. Subscribe to this podcast and please don't forget to share this with other moms. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the Strong Fairy Day podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So um, with every guest, I like to get into a little bit of, you know, what you're about and talking about it from your own experience. So if you would just like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Fantastic. So my name's Rebecca. Um, I'm 36 and I'm a mum of three. I became a mum at 24. Um, so I soon learned to grow up. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a health and wellness coach now and a personal trainer and just trying to juggle life as best I can with the kids and trying to keep fit and healthy. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. I can imagine with three kids that you must have your hands full with just the three kids. And then on top of that, being a personal trainer, a wellness coach and looking after your own fitness. How does that all work? It's some days it doesn't. Let's be honest, some days you feel like you can take on the world when you've had a good day. And then other days you're just like, how, how, how am I doing this? Am I doing this? Um, but I think, you know, we do it for the kids. We keep going for them to pass on what we've learned and just to show them that it's important to work and to keep fit and to just... Yeah, I just, I just, I really want to get them interested in it because I was never, never shown that. Um, I've had to figure it all out for myself. So, yeah, just trying to pass it all on as best I can in a child-friendly way. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to ask you about, you know, what was your own, I guess, maybe upbringing, late teens, early twenties. What was your relationship like with, um, you know, exercise and nutrition you know were you always interested in in, in exercise no de definitely not definitely not at that age um my mum was a single parent um so she brought us up as best she could and you know I have to be honest that was McDonald's two three times a week 
And when it wasn't McDonald's, it was ready-made meals or something straight out of a tin, you know. And because there was no father figure in my life, I think she always tried to make up for that by overfeeding. And I was happy to just go with it. And I was very shy and very really lacking in confidence. Um, so I just, I seeked all comfort in food. Um, no, yeah, no exercise. Just no clue at all about any, about any of that. Yeah, it wasn't until I, I was about 28, that was after having my second child, that I, I, that I got, got interested in the nutrition and wellness side of things. I was sick of yo-yo diets, healthy, you know, silly detox fads. Um, and I just, I knew something had to give and I thought there has to be a permanent change. Um, and it has to be a sensible one to be sustainable. Um, and that's when I really started taking, taking it seriously. So yes, definitely not growing up. Um, but that I will say that's my biggest drive for why I'd, I've, I've maintained it now because, you know, people say, do you not miss all, eating all that? And, da, da, da. and I'm like, my God, I, I lived off that for, you know, for 20 odd years. I don't, of course, I still have days where I eat, you know, junk and whatever, of course. But it's just not every day, all day like it used to be. Yes. And that, that is my biggest driver. That's why I keep going, because I know what it feels like to to feel really insecure with, you know, your looks and, and your lifestyle. So if I'm ever having a, a bad day or I think I just can't do this, I'm like, no, you've, you know, you dig deep and you find your drive and that's what keeps you going. And that is, that's definitely mine. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I mean, um, you've said, you've touched on a lot of things there. Um, if we can just go back to your first pregnancy, um, because, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned that you really actually got into thinking about your nutrition, nutrition more after your second birth or during your second pregnancy. It was not, it was after, after yeah. the, after the birth. Yeah, it was, he was born in the November 2012 and it was not until mid 2013 that I, I still hadn't lost any of the weight and I just was so tired, especially running after two kids. And, you know, it's, it's miserable when your jeans don't go past your knees. And I just thought, I'm just, I'm sick of this. I was eating the wrong things, reaching for sugar for quick fixes. Um, David was working away. So I was alone with the kids and I just had no energy. So, and my mood was low. So I knew I had to, get into something something for me and luckily fitness <laughs> was what it was and how how did that happen so that because there is a mindset change that happens right you don't just wake up and say right today I'm going to do it and stick with it for the rest of your life although some people do say that but even with that there still has to be a shift in your mindset for you to actually reach that point and decide you're going to stick with it every day yeah, definitely. I think, like I say, I'd never, you know, I'd followed so many silly things growing up, yo-yo diet and all the silly fads and it just nothing ever seemed to work. And it was just, it was just miserable. 
and like you just keep thinking, but I'm I'm doing all the right. I'm eating all the low fat stuff, but I'm not losing any weight. I'm I'm exercise, you know, walking on a treadmill for however long, but just nothing would change. But but of course, at the time, you don't realise that it's you know you're doing it all wrong. So I, I, I thought, right, I'm going to have to spend some money. So I booked some personal trainer sessions, which I'd never done. And when, on my first one, we were on the treadmill. And then she said, have you ever been in the other section of the gym with the weights? And I was like, no, I've never, didn't, didn't, hadn't even looked at that. I thought that's for men. That's not my part in the gym. And then she said, well, that's what we're going to spend the next 50 minutes doing. And I was like, oh, okay. And literally after that first session, I just thought, oh my God, I just, I don't know what it was. I know it's not for everybody, but I just instantly felt as though I thought I can do this. And it just, there's like a sense of empowerment <laughs> lifting the weights and and just feeling strong. And then she, we talked about diet and I did a food diary and she said, you know, what you're eating, there's a lot of sh- hidden sugars in them food. And I thought, oh, I, you don't count sugar. You just calories 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 and fat and she said no forget about that just look at what you're eating and try and you know stop eating the the added sugars so I stuck to that and I think the the fact that I'd invested money in this and I'm somebody where if I've spent money that I've worked hard for I want to see results um I don't just chuck money at things so the very fact I did that and I I think I had about five sessions with her and then I thought I can't really afford to keep this up. So I just, I retained the knowledge and I was felt happy and confident enough to go back into the gym and do it myself. And then my body started to change and I I lost the weight and I just, I just couldn't believe it. You definitely don't bulk up um, lifting weights and I've just, just stuck with it ever since for me. And that's been what, almost seven years now. And luckily <laughs> something clicked in me and it just, I thought, yeah, this is, this is my thing. <laughs> That's amazing. After just five sessions to be so motivated to keep going and to actually use the knowledge that you gain in those five sessions. No, and- definitely. And then, I mean, of course I've researched a bit on YouTube and, you know, you're watching other people in the gym and, but I, I think it's just a huge part of it is having the confidence and belief that you, you, can, you can do it. You, a woman can be in that section in the gym and not have to feel, you know, inferior or worried that everybody's looking at it because they're not. They're, they're, you know, they're only interested in themselves <laughs> at the end of the day. So I think that's where a lot of women do struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a confidence thing with the, the weights. Mm. And then um, you started seeing some changes and bearing in mind at this point, you have two young kids. Mm-hmm. When, when do you find time to go to the gym? Well, because I've left such big age gaps, my youngest one was, he was in school. Um, and then it was just because of Dave's job. He's not in work every day. So when he's not flying, then he, he has full days off at home. So it was only ever on the days off that he was, that I went. Um, so, you, you know, it was maybe three, three times a week, three, four times a week. Yeah. Just for, just for 40 minutes or something. It was just my little time away. And then to feel good and to get results as well. It was just a, yeah, a winner. 
Yeah, I think that's that's really good that you you stuck to that as well. And you know, do you did you find that the benefits went beyond the physical? So do, did you find that your mental health was also benefiting from you? Going oh, to the absolutely. And that's um, you know the aesthetics are a bonus, but to to just I thought I, I'm good at this. I enjoy this. I can do this. It was just something that just made me feel really good. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about it now. And that's obviously why I chose to take it further by doing the, the nutrition course and the, the personal trainer diploma. And then when did that happen? So how many years would you say into your own uh, journey? So I would say I, I carried on, you know, going to the gym as a hobby. Um, and then it was about 2015, I'd heard, you just pick up on new trends and, you know, superfoods was being passed around and this clean eating. And then, so 2016, I, I was researching courses for about a year because obviously you want to do the right one. And then 2016, I went for the IIN course, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition um, that was perfect for me because it was all online based. So I could do it. For, I was getting up at half four in the morning to try and do all the modules. Um, but I loved it. It wasn't a chore. And, you know, you, they've got some of the world's leading experts at that school. So to, to, to sit and listen to lectures from them, I was just in awe. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Best year. Amazing. And that obviously then solidified your, I guess, your love for coaching. And then you went on to yes. become a personal trainer as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. What was, what is really unique about IIN as well is the fact that it's, it makes you realize health is not just what's on your plate. It's what's on and off your plate. You know, you can eat all the greens going, but if you're not happy in, other areas in your life you know like your career your relationships um your spiritual side maybe whatever that may be then you're not it's not true health you know you need that. everything to be aligned to be yeah. truly for, for long-lasting health which i thought such a you know it's, it's such a great concept but it's it's completely true because when when you're happy in all those other areas good food choices just naturally flow and then, and then it's, I thought, yeah, but when I was really unhappy and then that's when I used to binge eat and, you know, you, you need to seek some comfort in food, but when you kind you know, when everything's spinning nicely, all your plates, you just, you're not seeking comfort in other things. So it's just, it's, it's just natural, the food choices and that's how it's, how it should be. Yeah. I think um, what you, what you're touching on there is that you really need to try and look at your health and well-being from a holistic point of view. Definitely. So, you know, most, mostly people will focus on either nutrition or fitness, maybe the two of them combined. But yeah. Looking at everything else going on in their life. So they're not looking at how they're sleeping. They're not looking at, you know, having days off. They're not looking at what their mental health is doing. And really, yeah. like you say, they all have to work together um, for you to be happy and healthy in every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you see people who exercise constantly, eat salads and whatever all the time, but they could be so unhealthy mm -hmm. because they could be stressed, not sleeping, having, 
you know, really stressful days at work. So yeah, yeah, that's a really important point to make, definitely. And I think especially as a mum as well, because you don't always have time to go to the gym or you might not always mm-hmm. have time to actually, you know, prepare, you know, a healthy meal. So then what do you do? Do you then beat yourself up for not doing those two things? You know, if you can find other areas as well to um, to focus on, to nourish yourself, um, you know, whether it is through, like you say, meditation, prayer, whatever it is for you. Exactly. Spiritually, um, or whether it's working on your mindset by practicing gratitude or, you know, finding other ways to impact your health that doesn't have to necessarily be exercise or... Definitely. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, you put that perfectly. But not a lot of people realise that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a really important point to, to spread. And you work with mums as well, don't you? Yes, yes. I am a health coach um, and I work with mums to help regain their confidence in their bodies, their lifestyle and their health through one-to-one coaching. And then do you take that from a holistic point of view, I guess, you know, you've, you've talked about that being part of what you believe. So how, how does it work? How do you take somebody through that journey? Well, I mean, there is a physical side to it if they want the, the PT sessions, but I find what people want is the, the nutrition knowledge. And then just to, you know, I think through pregnancy and even after having a child, you, your sense of worth can, and confidence can be tainted, really tainted, if not lost completely. So then I think the panic and think, I, I don't know what to eat. I don't know when to eat. I don't know how to cook. I haven't got the time. You know, time's a huge thing. So we work together to, you know, implement the tools to, to, yeah, to make the time. It's, it's a must, you know, time to prepare things, self-care, time for themselves, time to exercise. Yes, it's important. But like you say, it's not the be all and end all of everything. Just to give themselves space to, you know, work on their stress, their sleep. It's just, it's, it's so many things. It's, it's not just what they're eating. Definitely not. And, and the more you chat to them and the more it did, the more, the more it comes out. Yeah. I think that's really, that's really great. And I think really important to work with a coach like you, who one, you are a mum, but two, you've taken the time to study. And because there are lots of diplomas, like you said, it took you a year to decide which one to go for. Um, Yeah. And they don't all focus on all of those areas for you to take as a coach for you to actually take into account that um, when you're working with a mum, you can't expect her to exercise five times a week. You can't expect her to be 100% on her nutrition and, you know, logging all of her meals on MyFitnessPal, for example. Of course not. She's exhausted. Exactly. She's, she's on her knees. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 really, it's really great that, you, that, that, that mums have someone like you to turn to because you are, you are understanding of their needs. You're understanding of where they're coming from, that when they say, do you know what, I'm really tired, that you're not going, well, I don't care, you still need to, you, you still need to, you know. Yeah your 10,000 steps or whatever it might be, you know, you are understanding as a coach that, you know, mums are, they go through different struggles. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I've been there and I've done it. So I know exactly how they feel, but it's just, I feel I've spent years and years learning the knowledge. So I want to 
pass that on to them and then they can take from it what they need to and apply it to them themselves because obviously everybody's circumstances are different as well the single mums three kids five kids some with help some with no help it's so yeah so many different situations to consider it's why the coaching is tailor-made to each individual amazing and then in terms of your own sort of routine, how, how do you make it work for yourself? How do you, so if you give me, for example, what, what, what does a day look like for you when your partner's at home and you manage to go to the gym and then you post a lovely picture of your porridge on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you fit it in? <laughs> Gosh, um, I, I do get up very early. Um, I think that's a top tip. I mean, I, I am quite good at getting up early. But I mean, I get up, try and get up before the kids. That could be 5am, 5.30am. But I'll, I'll have my coffee and I'll have it in peace. And then I just try and write down, I think about what I've got to do for the day and then write it down and just try and get it done. I'm really productive first thing on the morning. So I could even kind of tap out my post then and save it. Sometimes I'll do a workout when I get up, depending on how hungry I am. And I mean, I'm no good after three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, you could have like, what, 20 hours, it feels like. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, from, I, I feel it's, it's on the days that I don't want to do any, I don't want to work out, I don't want to eat well, that I know I need it the most. So, and I'm just generally a much happier, calmer more productive person when I've took that time to you know for myself whether it be a workout or making the nice bowl of oats you know I, I deserve a nice breakfast because if I'm not fueled properly then how can I look after the kids so but you know you you learn I think the more kids you have <laughs> the more you learn that you you know your needs are pretty important as well I mean, you've got really great self-awareness because, you know, having talked to um, our therapists on our platform, having talked to other mums, we, we do give, give, give and, you know, tend to put ourselves last, you know, everyone else needs exactly. to, we need to make sure everyone else is taken care first and then we, then we think about what do we need. Um, but actually, you know, taking steps that you've taken to wake up before everyone else to actually have some time for yourself because we, we only have, we all have 24 hours in a day yeah. and we can't magic up more time, but actually saying, do you know what, I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of sleep, get up yeah. a bit earlier because that's what I need to have some time to myself. I think that's really important. And actually for you to say that you're going to prioritize yourself and say, I'm going to give myself a, a really yummy breakfast and I'm going to eat it while it's still hot. And, you know, again, and, you know, you have to make that choice each and every day. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where people sometimes struggle. I think, I think some people can feel self-care is selfish, mm -hmm. um, but it's really not. I believe it's essential and productive because you know, you've given yourself that little bit of time and then I'll get a little boost for that. And I'm like, right, I'm ready to go now. What do the kids need? Da, 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 da. But you can't pour from an empty cup. So when you're completely drained, you haven't eaten for however many hours, you know, you're sleep deprived, you've done nothing for yourself. It's really hard to, to, to keep that up for a long time. 
I think I think new mums really struggle with that. So yeah, that's an important point I like to to get across. It's easier said than done. Yeah, definitely. it's 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 simple advice that's not easy to implement. Yeah, that's it. And and I think as new mums, you know, there's a the super mum phenomenon where we think we can do it all and it it's not until maybe you get to um, the later years in your kids' life, so when your kids get to that toddler stage and you start to think or realise that actually you don't need to completely sacrifice yourself for them. It yes. is okay for yeah. you to take some time back. Because I guess, like you said, when you keep going and going and going, pouring from an empty cup, you're going to burn out. Definitely. And then you're no good to anybody, exactly. especially not the kids. And it's teaching them as well that it's important to look after yourself. It's such a good point because I mean, so how do you, you know, you've already spoken about that you um, teach your kids about the importance of being active. And again, with your nutrition, they, I'm sure they see the things that you eat. Are they really interested in the things that you eat? They're very interested. They'll say, what's in mommy's porridge today? <laughs> <laughs> they call it my sprouty porridge. They're convinced I put vegetables and everything in. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The don'ts, my kids eat biscuits and fries and Doritos like there's no tomorrow but I just I try and give them a good breakfast so they will have oats and I'll I'll sneak egg whites in there um for some protein um and you know that one will have seeds and peanut butter and fruit and one will have something different but I just think at least I've tried to start off the day in a good way. And I know they've had a good breakfast. Um, but I, I think it's also important to not, you know, they are kids and they should have a McDonald's and pizza, you know, let kids be kids. I, I, some of my memories are of eating gigantic ice creams and super size fries. So I just, yeah, it's just getting the balance right. But if, if you know, buy about the third biscuit I'll say look kids it's you know you don't want I, I try and put the emphasis on the teeth and saying you'll be paying for this at the dentist you know never mention anything about bodies or or weight or anything like that um but yeah just try and get them to realize that what they eat just kind of protects their body and makes them healthy and strong to fight off things especially I've been going on about that more so with this corona going on. Um, as I think we've all realized now how really important it is to, to be healthy, to fight off disease. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good, um, a good way to, you know, especially for your older kids to un understand actually that the importance of good nutrition. I think it's really important, like you said, to teach them the balance because at the end of the day, we still have treats, even though we oh, know better, but it's, but it's about balance. You yeah. know, it's, you can't be hundred percent bad. You can't be hundred percent good. You've got Definitely. to strike a balance of, of uh, understanding why it's good to eat nutritious foods, but also understanding that treats are good for the soul. You know, that's yes, absolutely. Okay, so with the kids, how do you then try to encourage them to keep um, active? Do they exercise with you? Do they get on with, you know, PE with Joe Wicks? How, how do they get involved with being active? Well, they did do PE with Joe Wicks in the beginning. 
um, and they enjoyed that for a while. And then they were interested in what mummy was doing outside with some weights. So I managed to do that for a little bit as well. But, you know, I just think the key thing with kids is it's got to be wise. You're going to lose their attention. So just put some silly music on, you know, silly moves, trampoline, bike riding, you know, star jumps, just anything. We've, I mean, we've done some running outside, but yeah, just fun to keep their attention. Definitely. Yeah. And don't expect too much. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's very true. I mean, they, it's like they get very enthusiastic and then after about five minutes, no, I'm bored of this. So this, this, this really hurts my legs. <laughs> I, know, I mean, the, the boys came down in the vests and everything. And I thought, oh, and then after two minutes, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but the intention was there. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so yeah. we're obviously still in the middle of, um, you know, COVID-19 and lockdown is easing. But the last three months, you know, we were basically, yeah. Well, gyms are still not open. So how have you been adapting to working at home with everyone being at home all the time? It was a huge struggle initially. And like, I didn't even bother. I think I was in shock and being surrounded by people all the time. Everybody wanting something. Um, But I got myself into a bit of a funk. I thought I need to do something about this. So a couple of weeks in, I picked up the dumbbells, what I do have. And I just got angry chucking them around, you know, and then inst- obviously I felt better after that. And I thought, yeah, just keep it up, Bex. So I've been, I mean, it's nowhere near like what I used to do because you have to adapt because your circumstances are different, but I'll aim for about three home workouts a week. Um, and just trying to get out on long walks with the kids. That's what's been really good. Just getting everybody out, getting your steps in and you know, that's what's helped keep me sane. Mm. Just moving, not for anything other than just a mood boost. And, you know, just, yeah, get the endorphins going. The aesthetics are out the window, you know, it's just, but it's exercising for that half an hour at home or you know an hour's walk with the kids is it's made a huge difference to my mood definitely yeah I think um most mums have found that they, they need some sort of release with you know our routine being completely thrown out of the window um whether definitely. it is our kids go to um a childminder nursery or school or our parents whatever it might be um you know none of us are really used to being around them 24 7. No I know <laughs> they're hours and we signed up for this but not 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> yeah and I think you've made an important point which I know you've said before but you know during this period it's not about aesthetics it's not about weight loss it's nothing to do with that I think it was it is so much about I think the benefits of it the mental health benefits of exercise have probably been heightened during this lockdown period wouldn't you say definitely yeah absolutely it's I mean at one point it was the only thing we were allowed to do wasn't it go out for your exercise so and I'd never seen so many people out running and walking which was really nice Mm -hmm. it was really nice to see um so I think a lot of people have appreciated the benefits of it from a, a mental health side definitely which is always good yeah, absolutely. And 
can I just take you back a bit to your third pregnancy? So you're going into your third pregnancy now with having done your diploma? Yes. Yeah. So what does your third pregnancy look like in terms of then your nutrition and your exercise habits in comparison to your first two? Right. That's a really good question for me. It's, I was still horribly sick. I still suffered the hyperemesis um, and low blood pressure. I was in bed for a, a lot of, well, for the first few months. Um, but then once, once that did stabilize about five months in, because I had a gym membership, which I'd never had in the other pregnancies, I thought, you know what, I'll just go to the gym. I, I, kids were in school. And I just, I just walked on the treadmill, nothing major, did a little bit on the cross trainer, you know, really comfortable, um, not exerting myself at all. And just some really light weights. And I just thought it's, again, it was just something to keep me busy. And then as soon as, because up until this point, I was really sick and I was eating junk you know big bags of crisps big bars of chocolate anything packs and packs of sandwiches I was just eating all the time but once I got back into the gym and I thought oh, do you know what I'm just gonna have a big a big salad and some eggs and it just always inspires me to eat better so again it's just that mental connection so and because obviously I had the knowledge third time around I knew what I could eat that was a better choice for myself and the pregnancy. And yeah, and then I just I just kept a lot more active, just lots of walks and light weights in the gym. Again, for no, no other reason than it just it just made me happier. And yeah, it was it was an easier pregnancy. It was it was more enjoyable because I was more active. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to go on about weight, but I, I did put on a lot less weight with this pregnancy, but that's because I wasn't eating McDonald's and Burger King every single day. So it was, it was the easiest one. And then what was, your, what was your, you know, after birth period like? So after you've given birth and obviously your sickness is gone and you're no longer pregnant, but now you have three kids to look after. <laughs> you know, how did you then juggle looking after yourself, getting back to exercising, making sure that you're eating nutritious and balanced meals. How did that work out? It was, it was a huge shock third time around because there's always one of them there. <laughs> um, and Dave, Dave left me after a week. He went back to work after a week. And I think he went on a, a five day South Africa trip or something. So I was like, you know, even though I was already a mum, it was still the shock of my life because, you know, one of the children didn't adapt as well this time. So that was a lot of emotional struggles as well. Um, and then the lack of sleep and then the issues with breastfeeding and da 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 da, da. And I, I mean, exercising was the, the last thing on my mind. You know, I was eating more, a lot more. I was really hungry because I was breastfeeding and because you're up all night. So, you know, you, you have to eat more. It's really important. And then I would just go for long walks with her in the pram. You know, put your headphones on, listen to a podcast, listen to some music. The baby doesn't know what you're doing, but it's just your little bit of time for yourself, a little bit of escapism. And then you're moving and exercising as well. So that's kept me sane. 
she was about three months old and I wasn't even desperate to get back anyway. I was so tired, so exhausted. Yeah, it just, but naturally, the um, third time around, the, the weight came off quicker, but it wasn't, I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't trying to do that. It was just, I was going for walks, eating well, and it just, it just naturally happened. And so then when you then started going back to the gym, was it going on the days when your husband was home? Um, yes, only it? then. Yeah, and so it was literally, it was maybe two, two times a week or something. But if it did feel good to be back. And I thought, God, yeah, I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but, um, but I enjoyed the challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, yeah, just, you know, don't worry about, your baby body or not looking like you did before babies just you know make sure the most important things are that you're eating enough to feed them if you are breastfeeding or eating enough to to keep you going Mm -hmm. energy wise because you've probably been up most of the night yeah yeah that would be my my advice to drink lots of water especially yeah if you're breastfeeding um and just be kind to yourself you know really just and don't compare yourself to anybody else's Mm. journey I know that sounds cheesy but it's so so true you might look at one mum and she god how she looked like that after you don't know what they're going through just forget about them concentrate on yourself your circumstances and it, it will happen it's different for everybody and how did you I mean three months is still a period where lots of babies are not sleeping through so I would imagine that you were still up quite a lot. And how, I guess what I'm trying to ask is you pushed through to go to the gym a couple of times a week, even though you were sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of mums, we know that we, we're, we're tired in that stage, but I think, you know, almost four years in for me, I'm like, I'm tired all the time. So, you know, I now know that I could do things even though I'm tired. But what would you tell yeah. mum? who are still in that, in that thick of it, of that sleep deprivation of you can't do anything else. Like I'm just going to manage getting myself fed, getting the baby fed and that's good enough. You know, exercise can wait. Um, what would you tell that mum to try and encourage her to get into doing any type of exercise, whatever it might be for her? I'd say obviously it doesn't have to be the gym. Of course it can be something at home. I just think, I, you know, nine times out of 10, I never want to go but I do it for that feeling after because, you know, nothing beats it. It, And it actually gives you, it increases your energy, you know? So I just think if you can just push, even just, you know, it doesn't have to be a 16 minute workout, just 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, you know, baby step, but you know, do it for yourself. You deserve it. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it's a great mental boost, great energy boost, a mood boost. And it, it's something for you. I just found I was so much better for doing it. I mean, as it happens, you will actually benefit from the exercise because you get more energy, which you do need as a mum to keep doing everything that you do. If you can, I mean, obviously don't feel under any pressure. You know if you're ready. But if you're toying with the idea, then, you know, then you probably are ready. And yeah, just, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, start with that build up. 
yeah i think that's that's really great advice that's that would be my advice to build it up start start with something i think a lot of the times we can once you start something you'll carry on you know you'll forget about the tiredness and you 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 can start to see how good you'll feel afterwards definitely and the benefits far outweigh that initial hesitation in the beginning (laughs) and also you're not going to be more tired afterwards you'll probably be like I said you have a bit more energy and thanks to all the endorphins and just how good you feel and then when you return to your normal level of tiredness you know you would have still been tired but you wouldn't have done a workout at least now you've done something good for yourself definitely Uh, you know and it improves your sleep so even if your your sleep is broken exercising does improve the, the sleep that you do get so exactly helps lower stress levels it's it's just so many benefits um that a new mum could really benefit from yeah so definitely Mm. lots of really good (laughs) um and then one last question who that i ask um every one of my guests and that is what does strong for every day mean to you oh yes um okay so strong for every day to me means that I, I feel empowered and confident to make the right choices for myself and my family and also to be physically fit to keep up with the, the parenting demands that three children bring because, you know, I'm at my best as a mother when, I am, when I'm feeling good and to me that's eating well, keeping fit, but definitely, you know, drinking wine and eating pizza <laughs> as well. Just getting that balance right. To yeah, strong for every day is the the um what my is physical, but mental as well. Definitely have to be strong here mm-hmm. first and foremost. Love that. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. For yeah, it's been pleasure. a really really great conversation. Um, Lovely chat. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for all your little nuggets as well. Think they'll definitely help lots and lots of mums oh i hope so i hope so yeah look forward to chatting to you again soon and yeah thank you very much it was a pleasure having you thank you bye, bye. thank you so much for listening to today's episode with rebecca powell if you did enjoy the episode i'd really appreciate it if you could share a screenshot on your social media and tag myself at Fumi underscore Olatoye and Rebecca at Reset with Rebecca on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts and what you thought was really interesting about this episode. Don't forget to also leave a review in the iTunes store and share this episode with any friends that you think would benefit from this episode or any other episodes. And to find out more about Strong for Every Day, head over to www.strongforeveryday.club or if you have any questions, you can also email me at hello at strongforeveryday.club. See you in the next episode.